What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am your host, Matt Primo, and here today with me via Zoom is my co-host, Christian Valencia. Hello, everybody. How are you today uh, there, sir? Ah, uh, enjoying my day off, unlike apparently you. <laughs> right. I'm on a 24, <laughs> so hopefully the audio is sounding okay i'm doing this in the truck on the ambulance so hopefully i don't get a call or a post assignment to ruin this so that'd be fantastic yeah definitely it's definitely one of those we we give you a broad spectrum of of sceneries (laughs) exactly exactly uh usually there is a video portion to this podcast but probably not going to do that with this episode, it just depends on how it looks and whatnot. So I don't have high hopes for the video for YouTube. But you're getting the audio version, and that's really all that matters. No. But today we are doing The Karate Kid. And it's, it's, it's a movie that I've watched several times, but I've never really paid much attention to it. Like, I didn't really understand the, the themes behind it. So it's going to be interesting to to review this movie now as an as an adult rather than as a kid. So if you're uh, if you're not familiar with our channel here at Two Game slash Surfing the Stream, we do movie reviews each and every week. We do about two, sometimes a little bit more, depending on the week. And uh, you can catch us on YouTube or on your favorite streaming podcast app, whatever Spotify, Anchor wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, So basically we are in the middle of Kung Fu in review. We have reviewed what? Enter the Dragon, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And then what was the first one? Oh, It Man. It Man. This is the fourth and final review for our Kung Fu in review series, which means next week, top 10 Kung Fu movies episode. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I think I've gotten, I, I say that I'm watching, I'm in the middle of Kill Bill volume one Ooh. and I've never seen Kill Bill before. And I have just from the hour that I've seen in that movie, I, it's probably gonna be in my top 10. I mean, I'm enjoying the fuck out of that. I told you. Mm, how about that? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not normally a Tarantino fan, but uh, yeah, I've enjoying the hell out of this. Uh, Kill Bill is fucking amazing. Yeah. And this movie, obviously, it's a great movie. So where that ends up in my top 10, it's like my top 10 is packed. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to work around this. It's filled to the brim. <laughs> well, see, when we when we reviewed, when I did uh, 90s action movies, my top 10 was super easy. When I did horror movies, super easy. This one is like the hardest out of the three genres that I have recorded up to this point. But we're also yeah, doing. I uh, can see that because shit you ain't watched. It, I, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so up to this point, I'm also doing John Wick interview. Uh, the second movie will be you will be able to listen to it now. It's not up yet, but you will be able to listen to it now by the time you uh, listen to this podcast as well. So you can go check out that series as well. Ninja Turtles interview is coming up soon, and Lord of the Rings is coming up after this series is completed. So, yay. So excited for those. 
So let's jump into Karate Kid, sir. <laughs> the The lag is killing me here. Will you? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the Karate Kid. We're gonna jump into the plot, and then we're gonna do some fun facts, and then we'll get into our uh, general impressions of the movie. So the Karate Kid is basically it's Daniel LaRusso. He's hassled by the school bullies, and he has his share of adolescent woes. Luckily, his apartment building uh, houses a residential martial arts master, Mr. Miyagi, who agrees to train Daniel to confront not only his tormentors, but the everyday problems of life. This was directed by John Avildsen. Uh, He's also the one that directed all three movies in this trilogy, as well as Rocky, apparently, which I did not know. And then this movie was released on June 22nd, 1984. It has a budget of $18 million and it grossed worldwide $91.2 million. Actually, excuse me, $8 million, not 18. I can't even read my own handwriting. Sad. It's, sad. it's, very, it's very sad. I'm from Mississippi, so I just blame everything on Mississippi. <laughs> it stars Ralph Macchio, Pat Morito. And Elizabeth Shue. It has a run hour, run time of two hours and six minutes. Six minutes. I cannot speak today. Fun facts. Ralph Macchio was 22 during filming. Dude, okay. I, I saw that fun fact and he's 22. That dude looks like he's 15. Right. Like you you can't convince me that he was 22 during the filming of this. I I just I just don't believe it. Just don't believe it. And apparently, nobody on the crew believed it either, which is funny. I don't, I don't believe it at all. Nobody believes it. In the opening scene, the kids chasing the car down the street, waving goodbye, are all from the neighborhood in which they were shooting that scene. They were hanging around the set and interfering with the shoot. So the director offered to put them into the movie if they would leave the crew alone. I mean, I wish I was in the Winning. neighborhood interfering and i just get thrown into a movie the movie was more or less shot in sequence which is not is not we have had i think two movies up to this point that were shot in sequence uh movies that we reviewed on our channel i couldn't tell you what they are off the top of my head so don't ask me uh but it's it's very rare that a movie is shot in sequence usually they shoot a bunch of scenes in one spot and they move to another spot and and so on but for the most part, this entire movie was shot in sequence. I can't remember which scenes were shot out of sequence. I think I want to say either the Halloween fight, one of the one of the fights at the very beginning was shot before everything else. Uh, here's a here's a funny one. Kyle Eastwood, who is the son of Clint Eastwood, hmm. he auditioned for Daniel Larusso. When he failed to get the part, Clint Eastwood banned all Coca Cola products from the sets of his movies because Columbia studios was owned by Coca-Cola at the time. Wow. So <laughs> Clint Eastwood said, huh, y'all want my son? Fuck y'all. I won't have your shit on my, my set. I bet they lost a bit of money on that. Right. And Ralph Macchio was, was real hesitant to do any type of uh, advertising in the movie. Like, I think the one thing that he did, did you, did you ever remember him saying minute made at the very beginning? When they moved to California. Uh, he mentions Minute Maid at the very beginning. And then uh, they had another scene in the movie revolving uh, some kind of drink product. 
and he didn't want to do it. He he thought it felt stupid, so he just he used the least amount of time possible to advertise it, and then they moved on. Ralph Macchio is in every scene of this film, and after reading that little fun fact, I was like, "Oh, he is actually he is." Huh? Think about it. No, 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 think about it. (laughs) And then last one. Pat Morito was nominated for an Oscar for his performance in this movie for best supporting actor, which apparently the, the scene that got him the performance nominated was the drunken scene uh, when he's drinking and getting drunk, talking about thinking about his wife and kid. Mm -hmm. So apparently that's what got him the, uh, the nomination and that was a great scene. I love that scene. Yeah, um, that was a after watching it on two different like ways, like with the new one, you know, one we don't talk about, and watching it like that one's probably my favorite, like all day. Mm-hmm. There's no, it's like it grew, it brought a different side because watching the other what three other movies that they have for Karate Kid, it was just like that one took the cake for me. Like I love Mr. Miyagi, and I was like. Uh, you know, and I was like, wax on, wax off. I'm like, why are we whacking off? <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, yeah, his, his acting, I mean, for being that old is key as well. Like, I thought he was like 90 something in there. <laughs> I thought he was too, but he's a savage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is your history with, with this movie? I mean, was it like a movie that you just watched? all the damn time as a kid or was it just like something that you just watched in passing so my grandmother had um the cassette like the, the tape oh the vhs watch that the v yeah that's why i meant yeah be, be kind rewind <laughs> i used to watch that movie and indian in the cupboard like religiously oh dude that's such a good movie right <laughs> I used to watch those religiously my Grandmother finally got to the point where she's like, nah, we're, we're good. <laughs> <No> <laughs> Basically, it's like, uh, she's like what we are now with our kids. It's like, yeah, oh my exactly. God, do I have to watch this again? How many times did I watch Frozen and, and uh, Suicide Squad? Oh, God. Oh, God. Scooby <laughs> and all kinds of uh, movies. So me personally, I've always liked the movie. I've seen it numerous times growing up. Like I said, I've liked it, but I don't think I've ever really paid attention to the movie. It's been a long time since I've watched the movie. In fact, I wouldn't even go, I wouldn't go so far as to saying this is probably the first time that I actually understood the movie and Mm -hmm. some of the themes that are, that are within it. Like I didn't realize how much, not, I don't want to say mental health is in the movie, but there's just a lot of, they they do a great job of showing like what teenagers go through, especially at school mm-hmm. with bullying. And then, you know, he's dating uh Allie. Isn't that her name? Allie. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's obviously not rich. He's he's a little bit poor. Uh, and she's obviously rich. So, you know, he gets embarrassed by the little things with meeting her parents and then the the car not starting and he just feels like he's never going to be enough for her right and then obviously the bullying and i just i never knew that that was a part of the movie to be honest with you until until watching it now 
I mean, Karate Kid was what karate. That's all. That's all I ever thought about. You know, exactly. He's gonna go kick somebody's ass. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah. No. Now, I was like, why are we doing all this, and why is this going on? But now that I watched it, and I guess more, I wouldn't say mature because I'm not mature, but more <laughs> adult minded. Like it's, you can see it now. Like it makes sense. Like you said earlier, it's just. It just all clicks into one. It's like, oh, ooh, I should have saw that sooner. <laughs> but it it absolutely it, it makes this it it elevates this movie for me. Like I used to just like it. Yep, it's good. It's watchable. It, I mean, is it going to end up on my favorite movies of all time? Maybe not. But after watching this movie with an open eye, with a more critical eye, and seeing those themes kind of run throughout the entire movie it actually elevates the movie in my opinion. Oh yeah, definitely. And as far as I wanted to mention one thing, what one huge critique I have with the movie, it's the very end. And if you're listening to this podcast and you have not seen the karate kid one, uh, what year were you born in? Obviously, right. <laughs> because obviously you are not from the nineties or early two thousands. Uh-uh. Or the 80s, excuse me. They got the new one. They got the new one now. They don't they don't watch the old one. Uh we don't speak of the new one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the the very end. So this entire movie, he's being bullied, and you just you know, okay. The cl- the cliche ending to a movie like this involves them not becoming friends, but him being respected at the end. That's just a cliche ending. They speed through that final fight so fast. And then the ending, he's just like, you're, you're okay. You're okay, Danny. Or whatever the fuck he says. And then it's like, <laughs> and then it's end. And that's oh. all that happens. I'm like, wow, did I, just, did I just really sit through two hours of this movie for you to say over the course of two seconds that he's okay and then the movie ends? Right. Like, I, guess I feel like set it up for number two. See, I've never seen two and three. It, I mean, it really, it, they, I think they tried to set it up for two, but then two has nothing to do with one. So, I don't, I don't know. So, just look, just looking at it from what's happening in this movie as compared to mm-hmm. any of the others, it, like, they totally earned that moment. And that moment should have been there and they didn't capitalize on it. And that is my yeah. biggest complaint with the entire movie is the ending. Oh, I agree. 100%. Like, if they would have nailed that ending, like, hey, this might jump up higher in my top 10 or, oh, yeah. or not. Oh, yeah. It elevated the shit out of it. Yeah. So, my question to you, sir, is when obviously we're going to be doing our top 10 kung fu movies of all time and it's going to be definitive rankings, obviously, because, you know, of course. Because we know the best. This movie has probably, I would say, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here, maybe 10 minutes worth of fighting, if that. Not that you say that. Maybe 15 at the tops. I mean, there's not much fighting in this movie. No. So part of me wants to say, I can't include this in my top 10. Because is it? Is it really a fighting movie? I mean, he's learning Kung Fu, technically. I mean, technically. Technically, it meets 
technically it meets my standards to make my top 10 but the amount of fighting in it is is very very minimal when compared to i mean the you other gotta movies. think about back when too i mean if you weren't a trained martial artist you weren't really allowed to do much mm-hmm. i mean because of safety and i mean technically they were they were supposedly kids but you know as you saw he was 22 not no 15 <laughs> <laughs> and i was getting made fun of and you if you look at like older pictures of me my wife always says i look just like him that's aggravating yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> well i used to have a uh a, a big old fro uh, I've seen your hair grow out. No, <laughs> uh, not in my younger years, sir. You've um, only seen you've only seen me post kids, <laughs> <laughs> post trauma, <laughs> post trauma. <laughs> as far as the characters and the dialogue and all that, I think it's all fine. It's a it's a product of the eighties, so you're getting eighties dialogue. You're getting eighty character eighties characters. For me, the character development and the overall story and giving us that character growth is what really helps this movie, specifically Mr. Miyagi and Daniel. That is the backbone of this movie. I feel like personally, it elevates this movie completely. I I think if they didn't nail that relationship, this movie would be utter crap. Oh, yeah, it would be horrible. Because I don't think the other, like the other ones, build more on their relationship, but like the that that starter, it was just, it's perfect. For I mean, for back when. And then I loved, I loved. Uh, I also caught some of the more uh, humorous moments now compared to mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Like when Mr. Miyagi, you, you see like two scenes of him trying to catch the fly, mm-hmm. and then old Daniel's over there, like he does it like three times and he catches a fly. And Mr. Miyagi's like, hmm, beginner's luck. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, he was so fucking sour. <laughs> he was so fucking. And then he makes him paint his entire house. I mean, fair. <laughs> it's fair. And then uh, him pushing him off the boat. Oh. And freezing. Apparently that was actual freezing water. So that was all real. I mean, I can't say I wouldn't do that to my kid. <laughs> I, I would too. You're gonna learn today. Right. Talking smack to me. But overall, I do absolutely love this movie. I think it's as far as is it the best movie for karate or kung fu? I won't go so far as to say that because again, there's only like 10, 15 minutes worth of fighting in this movie. Yeah. Where it ends up on my top 10, I won't say. I will not spoil my list. Nope. But I think we did. At the end of this, with this being our fourth and final review for the series, I think we picked four really great movies to review. I know that my audio is jacked up right now. <laughs> it is, but it's fixed. <laughs> it's fixed? All right. So, yeah, ultimately, I, I love this movie. And like I said, I won't, I won't spoil where it ends up on my top ten. But it's it's a movie that you can instantly rewatch over and over again and enjoy it. It's paced very very well. That two hours just flew by. It, it really did. Uh, so ultimately, I give it four stars, sir. Ooh, 
I give it four and a half, sir. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, it really? brings back. I mean, not only does it that, it's just a nostalgic. And I mean, you can, like you said, you can watch it multiple times and not have problem with it. I mean, you can find little critiques in it, but I mean, it still holds up even with the age. This movie, I, I looked it up on Vudu. So digital digital services, it's about $14. Ooh. I, I have said, I say it just about every single week. This movie is not worth 14 bucks. This movie no. is, is 30 plus years old. Okay. It should be five, oh, no. seven bucks, five, seven bucks. If that, I mean, back in the day, is it worth 15 bucks? Yeah. All day. All day. Yeah. Back in the day, it's worth 15 bucks, but not, not now. And there's so yeah. many other better movies out there that you can spend $15 on. So I would do that. But ultimately, right. this is a movie worth having in your collection if you so desire it. Or if you've never seen it, then yeah, go buy it. Go check it out. It, it, it'll be worth your money. But like I said, big disclaimer. This is a 30-plus-year-old movie, so you should not be spending more than 10 bucks on this movie. Right. Well, I think it's going to conclude our review for The Karate Kid. That is our final review for Kung Fu in Review. It's been a great series, sir. I've, I've loved, I've thoroughly well, enjoyed this series. I'm glad I could uh, broaden your horizon, sir. It, it, I know. I, I had a lot of fun with horror in Review. 90s action, I did not, I did not really enjoy that, that genre, <laughs> to be honest with you. And this, yeah, this opened my eyes to a whole new level of movies. And yeah, so I have you, I have you to thank about for that. I have a lot of things to give you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a lot to give me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, well, I appreciate you joining me, sir. Uh, on no, your night off. Thank you. And uh, right. if you're a Patreon supporter, oh, patreon.com slash two game. I totally forgot to throw that in there. Holy shit. How did you forget I'm that? Off, I'm off my game. <laughs> well, if you're up to this point, uh <laughs> patreon.com slash two game and shout out to our patreon supporters carmen Edmonds, eric hernandez and sharon petrie the supporters at the 20 dollar tier so yeah i uh, appreciate y'all joining us and we'll catch y'all next time on another episode